Welcome to the Happiness Playbook. It's been a hard couple of weeks for our theater company, Take Note Troupe. The wonderful mom of a couple of our actors died unexpectedly just before Thanksgiving. And that's been a lot to take in. I hope today's episode will be helpful to anyone else who's had a loved one pass away or knows someone who is struggling with grief. I'm Larie Florence, and I'll be your host of episode 112 as we navigate this challenging topic of loss and grief and see if play theory can help us out when we're passing through appropriately dark days. Before we get into it, though, I want to check in with our team huddle. For those of you in the States, how was your Thanksgiving? I know it can be a touchy holiday in our current cancel culture, and I don't want to get into all of that. No matter whose side of history you're on, I hope you can embrace the idea of giving thanks for the good we have and all the good that is being done in the world. I'm a firm believer in goodness. I'm not naive in thinking that everything is good, but I do think we can winnow good out of even very challenging situations with an open mind and patience. And since we're talking about Thanksgiving and giving thanks, it's been said that thankful is something you say and grateful is something you do. So if you're feeling grateful for this podcast, a really great way to show that gratitude would be by sharing it with others or leaving us a review or ranking it or a five-star rating. I'd really appreciate that. Last week in episode 111, we shared the holiday super power play of looking outward to help you enjoy your holiday season more. Did you get a chance to put this play into action? Did you offer to help out with the dishes? If you were feeling uncomfortable or overwhelmed by all the time with extended family, were you able to table those feelings and instead look outward and ask what was needed and pitch in to make the situation a little better? I'd love to hear from you if you did this. It doesn't have to be something huge. Just leave a comment at playtheory.org for this episode, or 101 episode, or you can drop us a direct message on the Happiness Playbook on Instagram. Thank you so much for taking a minute to share this podcast with anyone you know that listens to podcasts and wants to be happier. But let's share the love. I really value that. Can you imagine a community where everyone was looking outward? Let's make it happen. Okay, on to our tough subject of loss. Currently, we are in Tech Week for our upcoming show, Susical the Musical, opening this Friday. That means there are costumes to finish, lighting to set, choreography to polish, and scenes to review. We have a big cast with a number of younger participants as well, so rehearsals can be overwhelming. There are a lot of friendships in our cast, but not everyone is connected outside of the show. So when we received word that our cast members, JR and Melissa, had lost their mom unexpectedly, we had to decide how to share this information with our cast and how to handle JR and Melissa's participation in the show. We made sure that they both knew that we would accommodate whatever choice that they made. While we waited for them to make a decision about what they wanted to do, I pondered how, as a cast, we could move forward with a comedic, often nonsensical musical that is, at times, very silly. One scene even features a young boy's death. Spoiler, the cat in the hat saves the day and Jojo lives on. 
In light of this family's current loss, though, such antics could be triggering. By the time we met after the Thanksgiving break, most of the cast had heard about the death, but I knew some had not. JR and Melissa had decided to continue in their roles and still participate in the show. So I needed to address the proverbial elephant in the room, and I'm not talking about Horton. I'd like to share here what I shared with the cast during our first rehearsal back. Maybe it will give you some ideas on how to help others who are also dealing with loss. Sometimes at this point, when we're so focused on a show, it's hard to remember that everyone in the cast has a life outside of the theater. Nevertheless, we do. And those lives are important. In fact, more important than this show. In fact, the only reason the show is important is because it's a part of all of our lives and our lives are precious. We were reminded again of just how precious when Melissa and JR's mom, Amanda, died suddenly last week without warning. So, of course, this wonderful family is navigating some very challenging things. They need our consideration. They need our compassion. They need our love. What might that look like? A smile? A short sentence acknowledging their very real loss. It may sound like, I'm sorry for your loss. If you're a friend who was already sharing in the burden of previous challenges that JR and Melissa were experiencing in their lives, then it's appropriate to check in with them and offer further support. That might sound something like, how are you doing today? There's the saying, the show must go on, but I disagree. Plenty of shows stopped going on during COVID. And I think there are plenty of good reasons why a show should stop going on. What I do agree with, though, is that life must go on, even after it's been changed in incalculable ways. JR and Melissa and their families' lives must go on, even in the midst of this very real and very challenging change. And they have courageously decided to participate in the shows while navigating this new development in their lives. So let's look outward and offer them grace by sharing a smile, helping them with cues, encouraging them in their efforts. And when we're truly looking outward and sincerely asking what is needed, then we'll know if it's the right time for a hug or a word of sympathy. I lost my mom when I was 21. No one can make that better. Some things that did help me shoulder the pain at the time of that loss were friends checking in with a quick, I'm thinking of you, I'm praying for you, I'm here for you if you need some company, or I'm here for you if you need a distraction. What didn't help were comments like, I know how you feel because my dog died, or yeah, I know how you feel because my grandma died. The truth is you cannot know how someone else feels. If you've lost your mom too, you could maybe say, I can relate to what you may be feeling, or I lost my mom too, so I might be able to understand a little of your loss. Just remember though, that every loss, hardship, challenge is unique, and we need to be respectful of that. What also didn't help me when I lost my mom were comments like, oh, you'll get over it eventually, 
or she's in a better place now. I would think a better place than being with her family? These thoughts were shared with me with good intent, and they may have even been true. They just weren't helpful in the immediate aftermath of such a painful loss. I did find it comforting, though, anytime I felt others validate my loss. This looked like life as normal, but with a thoughtful smile from across the room, or a quick hug hello and whispered, I'm here for you. A written note that could be read at an appropriate time was always well received. Amanda's loss is heartbreaking for their family. And because we love this family, we don't want to make things worse. So we may be afraid to do or say anything. We may be afraid that it's wrong to feel anything but sad and heavy at this time. And here we are performing a lighthearted, comedic, musical, susical. How can we do this? Life must go on, respectfully, as we prepare and share the beautiful messages of life that are so vibrant in this show, loyalty, concern for others, patience, sacrifice, and suffering. Let's remember how important and powerful these ideas are. Life is going to have challenges for all of us at some time or another. Helping others find purpose and hope is one of the most powerful ways that we can serve others. Amanda lived with both purpose and hope. She would want us to share these messages through this show and our examples. So let's give it our best. Let's make this show a success that truly touches and comforts hearts. Let's be present in each moment here at rehearsal and in the shows, especially off stage, so we don't miss cues and are ready for our next entrance. Let's let go and play when, not if, we make mistakes. Let's accept and build on each other's efforts and look outward and share love and care for one another. <sighs> After sharing these thoughts with the cast, there were quite a few tears and some emotional hugs, and then we got to work. And it's been beautiful to watch this cast rally around their friends and offer support and love even as their family is facing this unimaginable loss. A TNT alumni, Emily Schofield, experienced the tragic loss when her serious boyfriend unexpectedly died from an allergic reaction. She shares some sage advice in an article she wrote called Pushing Through the Unimaginable. I'll put the link in the show notes. At one point, Emily referenced the words to the song in the musical Hamilton. Quote, In the second act of the hit musical Hamilton, a character sings, There are moments that the words don't reach. There is suffering too terrible to name. You hold your child as tight as you can and push away the unimaginable. The moments when you're in so deep, it feels easier to just swim down. These words begin to describe the agony I felt about two years ago when my serious boyfriend passed away suddenly. I was completely and utterly devastated. For months, I was living in the kind of hell I had only heard about before, and I struggled to want to stay alive. I spent countless hours crying, lost my appetite completely, and felt completely disoriented. Emily continues, since then, I have read and learned about loss 
felt the grief for my own loss deeply, and talked with those who have intimately experienced loss and those who have yet to lose a loved one, grief is a sort of enigma because although almost everyone will at some point experience it in their lifetime, it is rarely discussed by society. Society is silent partially because individuals are unaware of what to say or do for someone who is suffering from grief. As a result, in the midst of the grieving process, feeling understood is a rarity, unquote. Emily goes on to share four tips that I will share with you here. For those of us who have not yet experienced a profound loss, we may not know how or what to say or how to act around someone who's grieving. Even if we want to help, we might feel at a loss as to knowing how. So here are a few ideas, four, that will help us connect in more helpful and thoughtful ways with those experiencing heart-wrenching grief. One, make your presence known. You don't have to solve the problem. It's, that would be impossible. But maybe you could share a favorite meal. You could identify a need that you can meet that, that would help them lighten their burden. Uh, maybe it's running an errand. If they have kids, you could offer to babysit to give them a break. It doesn't have to be a big thing, though. Maybe it's just a quick text or a written note. Just remember, it's not your responsibility to take the pain away. But when you reach out, you can help them get through it. The second tip, remember that grief has no rules. It will look different for every person and in every situation. So reserve judgment and drop your expectations about what the healing process or timeline should look like. The third tip, listen. Remember when we talked about the power of reflective listening, where you don't have to say anything more than just repeating or acknowledging what the other person has said to you. If you're able to do this, that is enough for them to feel heard and validated. Sometimes when someone is trying to share something, we erroneously focus on what we need to say after they've spoken instead of really tuning in to what the other person is saying. This is where truly being present with them is the most powerful and validating thing you can do. Again, you can't and you don't have to solve this problem. They have to navigate these deep waters, but you can be there with them and offer them encouragement by listening. All right, the last tip, show up for the long haul. In the immediate aftermath of a tragedy, a lot of people are gonna show up and reach out and offer support, but then their lives are gonna to return to normal and they're gonna, not intentionally, but they're gonna forget or not remember as often the person that is suffering this loss at a very real, immediate level. And that loss stays with them. I remember experiencing that when my mom had died, there was a lot of support initially. And then after a few months, other people had moved on and I would still need to talk about it or tears would definitely still come unbidden. And there were situations where they felt unwelcome because other people had moved past. So let them know, let your friends know that you're still aware of their burden and that you're there for them. It's been over 30 years since I lost my mom 
And I talked more about that back in episode 94. And since that time, I've clocked quite a few hours in grief. Sometimes it still comes and surprises me. But over the years, I've also done a lot of healing. And now I can even appreciate the strength and growth that has come from experiencing this loss. I still appreciate it, though, when someone acknowledges that I've got an extra rock in my proverbial backpack of life that I've been shouldering since my mom's death. And the truth is, I'm not alone. Everyone is carrying some kind of burden. Once, while our theater troupe was traveling out of state to compete in a Shakespeare competition, we'd arranged to do some leadership training while we were all together for an extended time outside of our regular rehearsals. For one of the activities, while sitting in a circle on the floor, we invited each participant to write on a piece of paper something that they wanted to erase or eliminate from their lives. Then we asked them to wad up the piece of paper and toss it into the center of the circle. We then asked them, if you could, would you trade what you wrote on your paper with what another person wrote on their paper? It was interesting that even though everyone wanted to get rid of what they had written down, they weren't willing to trade out and take a chance on the unknown burden that another had been carrying. They all knew deep down that all of us are carrying something heavy. Sometimes on the good days when the sun is shining and the wind's at our backs, we don't notice our burdens as much. On other days when we're weary and tired, the weight can feel overwhelming. So let's be nice. Let's remember that we can't know how big the rock is that another is shouldering. And this is a way of looking outward. Some of the most powerful people I know have developed their strength from years of accepting and carrying heavy unseen burdens. Phew, talk about a weighty topic. So, our play of the week, I want you to take a deep breath. Hug a loved one for an extra 10 seconds. Don't be the first one to let go. Lean into the preciousness of this life that no matter how much we exercise or practice good health habits, ultimately, we don't get to call the shots on when it will end. Be present with your loved ones in this precious experience we call life savor the moments, and if you know someone who is currently going through the unimaginable, look outward and let them know that you see them, you love them, and you're here for them. Remember, happiness isn't something that happens to you. It's something that we make happen, even in challenging times. So keep practicing your happiness game. You got this.